The people of Texas are informed that, in accordance with a proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves. Juneteenth. of Sunday Dinner, Lewis Family Podcast. This is the Juneteenth episode. So happy Juneteenth out there to everybody. Um, before we get started with this, you know, some history on Juneteenth, we do want to go ahead and uh, stop real quick and have a little game time. Uh, last week, we did get lucky with some of the Bible trivia questions, but this week, I want to see if uh, mom can stump us, stump us with some new questions. Here we go. Here we go. All right. College questions. How many Psalms are in the Bible? 150. Okay, you got it. Okay. Oh, was that, that was your easy? question? Yeah, that was easy. That was easy. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. <coughs> what was the last plague that forced Pharaoh to finally let the Israelites his go? Son, death of the firstborn. Yeah, yeah. Death of the firstborn. Yeah, y'all knew that too. We saw Prince of Egypt. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. You're about to learn something on this question. How many divisions and sections does the Bible have? Divisions and sections are two different things. How many divisions? Let me ask you that first. How many divisions does the Bible have? You mean books? Oh, Old Testament and New Testament. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, how many sections does the Bible have? There's more than the two because the There's Old Testament has the first five oh. books. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What is it called? What is it called? The first five books, uh, 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 the Torah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's, that's it. The law. That's, this is a real seminary question, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, first five books something. is one section. What Moses wrote? Um, I don't know anything. Okay, else. I know the Gospels oh, uh, is the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the Epistle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is from um, is the last thirteen books from Romans to, to Jude to Jude. Okay, let me do it in order because okay, you gonna have okay. somebody thoroughly. Yeah, confused. I'm gonna need yeah. you to to yeah give us okay. Some, the first five books of the Bible are called the Law or mm-hmm. the Law, the Pentateuch yes, yes. or the Torah. Um, from Genesis to Deuteronomy, from Joshua to Esther is history books. Mm-hmm. That's our history. Uh, yes. Remember the people yes, of Jer- were, uh, the Israel. Israelites would have yes. been taken out. Right. That's our history. Right. Um, the third section is poetry. Uh, so, song, so from Proverbs, Job song of to Song of Solomon, yes. that makes sense. The fourth yeah. section mm-hmm. is called prophecy. Mm. The, the, the the prophets, prophets. Isaiah to Malachi. Mm-hmm. That's the major prophets, prophets and the minor prophets. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then the fifth section are the Gospels. Yes. Is the fifth fifth session section. Yes, the sixth section is history. 
the history of the church. That's uh, only the book of Acts. Right. Only the book of Acts. Um, the seventh section is the epistles. Yes. Romans to Jude. Mm-hmm. And the eighth section. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come I on. said Romans to yes. Jude. Now, what's the last Bible left? Revelation. No. <laughs> and that is the book of prophecy. Mm. Yes. Eight sections to the Bible. Oh, I see. That's Amen. good. That's yeah, good. That was a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Learn something see, from that. that. So uh, let's remember that, people. Let's remember that. Remember when God we were thinking strategic. about how God really uh, inspired wow. the Bible for us to just lay it out in a strategic plan. That's really good to remember. Mm-hmm. Just want to take a moment to congratulate Jennifer Hudson because she is now an EGOT winner. She finally won a Tony for for producing a show on Broadway. Uh, she is now the youngest person to ever get an uh, EGOT and the second black woman to get an EGOT. Yes. Yes. Congratulations to Jennifer Hudson. Congratulations. It was uh, really funny because she kind of got snubbed with that Oscar for Aretha, but mm. she she came back for it, and now she's got that that final piece to be an EGOT. So congratulations, Jennifer Hudson. Yes. She deserves it from the beginning. Um, but we also wanted to um, highlight just three more facts about black history, black music history. I keep saying black history, but it's black music history because June is Black, black Music, music Month. Month. Woohoo! So we got a few more facts, a few more facts. First one, Chuck Berry, who's recognized for being one of the best, um, you know, artists in, the, in his day, actually used to make supplementary income by being a beautician. Wow. <laughs> I believe that. I, Isn't I, that I, crazy? I he used to do <laughs> you, Did you see Chuck Berry's hair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Another one. James Brown's famous dance moves were coded directions for his stage band. Every, band, every hand movement meant Brown had noticed a burn note or had seen a pair of unshined shoes. And you, you know, based on, and not just based on his movie, the movie that was put out, um, rest in peace, Channing Tatum, not Channing Tatum, rest in peace, Chadwick <laughs> Boseman, Chadwick Boseman. Definitely not. Um, but in history, he was known for being a very strict uh, band leader, a very strict person oh. when it comes to his band. So that definitely makes sense. So those hand movements and those, um, ah, 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 one, two, three, those were actual directions for his band. So that's, mm-hmm. that's I don't know, I can't do a James Brown person. <laughs> <laughs> Get on up. Anyway, um, <laughs> but those are those are really surprising facts. Last fact um, is the writer of "Precious Lord, Take My Hand," Thomas A. Dorsey. Yeah. Um, he wrote that song in the 1920s, but he also uh, made money um, off of performing as a secular artist named Georgia Tom. Um, and you know, eventually that turned into his publishing career, um, entertaining career. But he was actually a secular artist for a little bit, uh, going for the name uh, Georgia Tom. Um, and then the final one, I do want to uh, actually mention this because this is our special Juneteenth episode that gospel music traces back to the 1700s um, when they were actually called Negro spirituals, where it was a simple mm-hmm. call and response thing uh, during slave times, uh, not just. Uh, during the field to recognize things for the Underground Railroad for escaping. But just a moment, 
gospel music has always been there to bring hope and to mm-hmm. bring the gospel of God. Mm-hmm. So even in slavery, uh, mm-hmm. even in, in acapella, when I was acapella, when they would do that call and response, when they would have church, mm-hmm. that's where gospel mu- music actually traces back to yep. that time. Mm-hmm. Two divisions um, of the Bible. So let's go ahead and move on to mm-hmm. our today's episode. Really special episode. We want to recognize, of course, today being Juneteenth, uh, June 19, 1865. Originating in Galveston, Texas, it's been celebrated annually in various parts of the United States since then. Uh, the day recognizes as a federal holiday. Um, it's actually Ooh, just started uh, as a federal holiday, uh, June 19th, uh, June 17th, 2021, when, of course, President Joe Biden signed it into um, national ordinance for it to be a federal holiday. Um, but it's commemoration of that day in 1865. Basically, what happened was uh, President Lincoln uh, emancipated slavery, uh, you know, basically made slavery law- unlawful in 1863, but that news did not get to Galveston, Texas until 1865. Um, and they uh, were officially released, officially free, mm-hmm. and they were able to leave their plantations. Some of them decided to stay. Some of them um, basically became sharecroppers on that same plantation, but they were no longer slaves. So even now today, we recognize, uh, of course, June 19th as being that day, the official day, the official end of slavery, even though, you know, it's crazy because 1863 was two years before when the Civil War, Civil War was ended, uh, when, the, when slavery should have been over, but it wasn't officially over for everybody until 1865. So we just want to recognize, of course, being today, June 19th. Um, but the reason for today's episode is since 2021, since the day that it became a federal holiday, so many businesses and so many companies have begun to um, commercialize and exploit the holiday. Um, and this is not anything new. Obviously, most of the holidays are, have been exploited. Most of the holidays have been um, commercialized. But what I'm actually now noticing is, um, you know, the public not taking it like not taking uh, kindly to it. Uh, and, you know, I say the public, but more specifically, the, you know, our black, our brothers, this is black, um, black um, Americans are not taking kindly to the exploitation and the commercialization of Juneteenth. Because for some people and, you know, we as a loose family, uh, loose family podcast don't believe it's a spiritual thing as much as it is a, a just a freedom thing, because some people take it as you know, our ancestors and things like that. We don't pray to anybody but God. Hello. So at the end of the day, you know, it's not so much a spiritual thing. It's, it is a part of our history and it is a story of our freedom and the story of our ancestors. But we're not going to call to our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Some people actually pray to the ancestors on June 19th and mm-hmm. we don't do that. But I want to focus on some things. Um, Walmart, let's start with them. Um, you know, ever since they came out with this ice cream, uh, there is this new ice cream that they have on their shelves, mm-hmm. special for Juneteenth. It's labeled as Juneteenth ice cream. It's colored for Juneteenth ice cream, and it's places? it's yeah. become virally um, that on online. It's got a bad rap already. Um, people are starting to boycott it, and they just don't see the point. Um, they have the party decorations um, with with the colors, and you know people are really not liking it. Um, but like I said, this is nothing different. Nothing different to any other holiday. Easter Easter has become really, really secular. We know that's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christmas has definitely become secular. Uh, and we know that's the birth of Jesus Christ. So um, it's not anything abnormal. But what we're actually also noticing is the slight racism. 
the Children's Museum of Indianapolis began selling a Juneteenth watermelon salad. What? In their gift shop. Have y'all, uh, y'all haven't heard of that, have you? No. Oh, a Juneteenth watermelon salad. Oh, okay. um, they quickly began, you know, after the bad, after the, the news came out and they started getting a bad rap, they quickly cut it. Wait, so they, they, they thought they were actually doing something good. They thought they were doing something good. And it's actually Real. not, this is not new. This is not new. This is not anything new. People have done this before. You have designers in history coming out with t-shirts with monkeys on them. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Gucci had this uh, a few years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bought out this line with Who a whole bunch it? of monkeys uh-huh. on it and then had the nerve to have little black boy models. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's these little slight um, undercut racism um, has happened a lot. But I want to get get y'all's idea, get y'all's point of view on how how you feel Juneteenth has um, just the commercialization, but also in general, when you see something like that in public, do you think it's they're trying to have a a good idea about it, or are you think that they're actually being slightly racist? Um, here's what I think in general. I think we've come into uh, a point. Uh, in our history, or resurgence in our history, where being um, people are waking up to racism on every side, whether it's uh, blatant racism or whether it's uh, bigotry. On on um, well, that's been around for years, as we know, but now we've come to a point where people. Um, just like to be racist just to get their name out there. I, I Well, this is what I personally believe. I believe if a, a company wants to do something uh, that seems a little bit racist, I think there is a motive behind it. Like, I think they know that it's racist. They could get some trouble, but it's exposure. People are going to be talking about them. And if they're talking about them, they're, they're clicking on ads. If they're clicking on ads, they're making money still. Mm-hmm. So I think we've come to a point where, yes, they have a risk of being uh, of hurting their sales, but they're they're winning in other in, in, in other areas. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're getting eyes. They're getting they're getting people to talk about. It. They're getting in the news, and that's good for business. There, there's the the, the saying always goes: no uh, bad publicity is still publicity. So I think that's what's, from my personal opinion, is what's happening. Like the people are do not really. Um, care if it's racist or not or I mean and some some companies do they they want they want to make sure that they're not racist but I think it's coming to a point where there's there's no there really isn't any filter anymore and then there's no compassion about uh people of color or, or other groups uh, as far as racism and yeah. ever since you know Trump people just oh it's like they're so, they're so free now mm-hmm. with the races like oh I finally can just say what I want mm-hmm. well yeah, I mean, it's freedom of speech and all that, but, you know, you're not going to escape those consequences. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I just think that's where we are, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember um, right after the whole George Floyd situation and um, people kind of opening their eyes. Remember when the Congress, was a Congress or Senate? I don't know, politics. Um, where they all wore kente cloth to work. Yeah. And yeah. They a picture yeah. with their arms that and their was fist raised. Just... How did y'all feel about that? Mm-hmm. Cringe, cringe. Yeah. It was cringy. Yeah, faked on. Yeah, it was fake. It's like really, yeah. really. I feel like people don't know enough about 
going back to the Juneteenth situation, there's not enough knowledge about what it actually means and what it actually represents. And people tend to take the stereotypes or their bias and put it out there. And it's actually really, really racist and people are not realizing um, the effect it has on people of color. And there's not enough knowledge about what our actual history is. Um, for so long, I think even in school, we're not really taught our history or the, the entirety of our history. Um, so I think there's a lack of knowledge about it. And mm -hmm. then you get ignorance basically in the media. Um, I did hear about that example or, of, or people wearing kente cloth and you know thinking that that's all our culture is. Um, there's a lack of, of knowledge and it's ignorance. Hmm. You know, in my, in my head I'm going, why are we shocked? We live in, uh, in, a, in a society that treats commercialism of the utmost importance. And so, of course, they're going to, it's a new federal holiday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they're going to capitalize on it and try to sell paraphernalia and different things mm -hmm. to make money. Hello, this is America. So we should not be shocked that they're doing that. They do need to do it in taste. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I don't think that you take a product and you think that you're going to make it popular because you have um, magnified our stereotypes. Mm -hmm. And that's what they are, stereotypes. And they're stereotypes for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think any stereotype toward black people on a product is a smart way to go. Mm -hmm. um, but, the, but we as a people may as well calm down because there will be products mm -hmm. concerning Juneteenth. It's the way our society is. And you're not going to change that overnight. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I, 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 the Kinty Claw thing for Congress, Senate, whoever they were, that was idiotic. It was, yeah, that it was, was just plain uh, idiotic. Mm -hmm. But um, there are people out here who want to help, mm -hmm. who want to, when I say help, I'm talking about they want to understand where our fight comes from. Mm -hmm. I, I almost said anger because not all of us are angry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we will stand up for what we believe about our culture. Mm -hmm. So, um, at any rate, there are some there are some very nice people out here that, uh, who are not black, and they're trying seriously. They're making a real effort to understand the issue, um, to not walk in the the uh, the small mindedness that some people are walking in. And then there are people out here who just want to be. I can't think of a nice word, but you all you all know. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, we need balance too, because for so long, you know, we wanted to be recognized for what we have contributed to America and our history. So Juneteenth in itself, them recognizing it as a federal holiday, I think, is an awesome thing. It's been needed for a long time, but there needs to be a balance about when is it too far? Where's the line now? You know. Yeah, that's. I think it's the problem. They don't know. Yeah. Because you know. It's it, it like mom said. It's a new holiday, and mm -hmm. not everyone knows about it. Not even some black people know about Juneteenth and or or care about it. So they don't know where the line is or where the balance is. So it's very very much a learning curve. It's going to be some growing pains as as the years pass. And 
I think the whole point is is just to um, I don't know. I mean, because there's been other there's been there's other groups that have had you know federal holidays and you know so and they were learning curves and, and growing pain. So I just we we would just have to you know just like mom said just you know calm down. It, it's not gonna happen. Not gonna, things are not gonna change overnight. And uh, but you know just yeah. Now, as you look at some of your younger um, black people. They, they, yes, they have no clue what this is all about. And I mean, I've talked to people down through the years. They have no knowledge of it. They have no knowledge that they haven't been taught. But they, they take it and they go with it because they trend. Mm -hmm. And we got to watch that they're not just doing something because it's a trend. Mm -hmm. it, they should understand the meaning behind that. We got. We're not just talking about, you know, uh, you know, young black, black kids and black youth, but don't take it like it's a trend, okay? Well, it's a trend, it'll go away eventually. Uh, and then you're getting other people that are doing the same thing, mm -hmm. not understanding what Juneteenth is all about, and not even not understanding what the struggle is. Mm -hmm. uh, coming from the 60s, 50s and 60s, the struggles that we went through, it's all a part of the same thing. And, but if you don't understand, you don't understand where we've gone, where we've come from, you're not going to know where you're going. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, that's the point of this whole, we talk about Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's awesome that they made it a holiday. It's awesome, but I, I think some people take it like it's a, it's a joke. Mm -hmm. They take it like it's a joke and they'll make mockery of it. Um, but just us be sure that we don't do that. Mm -hmm. That we we do the best we can to do to support the this whole the, the whole Juneteenth thing, mm -hmm. and to not make it a mockery, mm -hmm. not not just go away. And I like what you said, um, and that's about um, the fact that you know people, you know, they don't know it. They didn't know anything about it, and. And I, 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 that point that you made it, it would make, made a big difference into letting these young people get it because they're not going to get it in school systems. Not at all. It's not going to happen. Um, Especially with this fight about critical race theory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's, I think it's just we got to keep on just making them aware. I agree. Mm -hmm. I of agree. their heritage. It, it is. It's up to us to make them aware. Yeah. Any young pe person that we come across, if we start to be talk to them and realize that they need to be educated then it's up to us to say something mm -hmm. you don't stand there and say you need an education you know you just talk they're not going to receive it that way no, that's what we used talk. to do you, don't, you think back you think our ancestors had you know uh these greats you know people that just you know had history books like they did you know like white people back then like no, that, that that stuff was burnt and it had it was passed down through or through orators to people, by talking, you know, yes. by talking, and we've gotten away from that. You know? mm -hmm. Passing down the knowledge through your generations, and, you know, and you, they they destroyed the the family dynamic in the black community. So mm -hmm. you definitely weren't getting that uh, that that passed down talk, you know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. and they're not doing it in schools. And so, what are these younger uh, black generations um, clinging to? They're clinging to the stereotypes. They're clinging to what uh, these schools are saying about us. Mm -hmm. when it's not, you know, 
when it's some of it's very dangerous, some of it's very damaging. So it's it's when when we see some of this stuff that's negative out there, you gotta sort of blame the community for not if if you're not actually passing that information on. So you gotta take some responsibility for it and mm -hmm. make some really serious changes. And there are people out there that are, and I and I uh, you know I I, comm I uh, congratulate them on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, we, we can't just take Juneteenth as another holiday, um, especially in the black community, um, and even out of respect for the black community um, to over-commercialize or even uh, create these these things or these things that don't necessarily um, speak to the true meaning of Juneteenth. Um, we got to stop it. And it's educate, like we were just saying, educate as many people as we can to um, understand the importance. Um, so feel free, of course, to follow your good Juneteenth uh, traditions, get your red drink and your red velvet Kool-Aid and your barbecues and all types of things to celebrate. Um, because we want to um, just recognize uh, this day as a true day of freedom uh, for Black America. So until next week, join us uh, for talk about something else on Sunday Dinner at Lewis Family Podcast. Happy Juneteenth. Woo woo! Yeah.